0: to Get the Balance Right, a podcast for female entrepreneurs looking for a quirky spin on business. I'm your host, Heather Zeitzwolf, CPA and profitability coach. I'm a longtime vegan, Gen Xer, cat mom, drag queen enthusiast, and collector of weird dolls and lunchboxes. If you want kick-ass information that includes zany commentary and a dab of woo-woo, then you've come to the right place. I want to help you build a business based on your passion and authentic voice. Are you ready to take control of your finances so you can earn, keep, and grow the money you deserve? If you're a solo entrepreneur that isn't afraid to do things scrappy, then roll up your sleeves and let's get the balance right. Hello, and welcome to Get the Balance Right Podcast. I am your host, Heather Zeitzwolf, CPA and Profitability Coach. I am happy to announce that this episode is the first one in a series about stepping into our authenticity to grow our business. Ugh, authenticity, ugh, authentic, whatever. It's such a played-out term. For this series, I'm really open to suggestions on how to jazz up the name of the series. I love the word Unique and the thought of empowering ourselves through our uniqueness. But authenticity has a different meaning from unique. So here I sit with the Dullesville name of authenticity for this very important series that I want to do. If you got some ideas out there, please let me know. Okay, regardless of what the Authenticity series is ultimately called, I'm proud to announce that we have a group of sensational guests coming up. I'm not telling you their names, because in podcasting with the whole COVID thing going on, sometimes you got to switch things up at the last minute. Just know, in theory, I have booked some fabulous ladies, and they will be contributing to the Authenticity series. We will cover a range of subtopics, including designing a VIP day, exposure through television, podcast pitching, and guesting, along with using Clubhouse to build a path towards seven figures. Yeah! For the first episode in the series, we are joined by Elaine Williams. She is a comedian, speaker, and best-selling author. Through her business, Captivate the Crowd, she helps her clients become more confident on camera through her video coaching. She transforms them from shy and introverted to funny, engaging speakers through her guidance. Due to the popularity of video, many clients are seeking her services to keep up with the ever-changing social media landscape. This interview really inspired me to take action using video. I gotta tell you, even though I love to clown it up for an audience, the idea of video always makes me nervous. Not only do you have sound, but then you've got the visuals. I can be very self-conscious on video, especially when conveying a thought or lesson in a bite-sized chunk. Oh, my God, I have to take so many takes. Suddenly, my brain goes blank and the ums and the ahs start rattling through my lips. And all I'm thinking is, you were in Toastmasters, goddammit. Isn't it weird that sometimes it's challenging to be our natural selves because we are so nervous and too much in our heads? Can you think of a time when you had all the answers, but your nerves got in the way and you ended up sounding like a babbling idiot? Oh, God. When I've been on podcasts, I've noticed that my speech got faster and I ramble more and more and I'm unable to keep my train of thought cohesively. (sighs) I also have this tendency on Clubhouse when I want to respond quickly. As soon as I hit the mic icon All the ideas I had swimming in my noggin. Take flight. I think pausing for a moment would really help me out before I start to speak. But I am such a spaz that that rarely occurs. Like, I'm like, okay, pause first. And I'm like, oh, God, I know over time I will get better at podcast guesting and speaking on Clubhouse. It's all about that repetition, right? But in order to put in the reps, you have to give yourself grace because everyone starts somewhere and it's okay to be scrappy. The more important thing is that you start and create. You have to give yourself that grace and say, it's okay to be scrappy. Now, here's the thing though I do think that understanding your shortcomings and working on them is an excellent plan, but just don't dwell on them. You know, don't let them stop you. Identify what they are and move on. So, like for me, I just can't start speaking. I need to take a second, breathe, pause, and then start talking. Uh, Gather my thoughts. That would be a good too, right? I know for me, I'm so busy being in my head that I forget to breathe. When I've exercised, when I've had trainers, they're like, you need to breathe. Yeah, I don't breathe a lot. The loss of oxygen in my brain makes it difficult to find the words I'm looking for. I'm like, yeah, what was that? What was that word? Um, uh, And then I end up asking the audience, like as if they're in my brain, like, what's that word? You know that word? Yeah, excellent, right? It's like my brain is stumbling around in the dark looking for the light switch. Like it's there somewhere, where is it? But you know, I know that over time, that'll get better. I just need to put in the reps. So suddenly I'll find that light switch, right? Being your authentic self happens more easily once you feel comfortable. You're like, okay, I got this. It's like that light switch goes on, allowing your true personality to shine. But podcasts, guesting, and Clubhouse are just completely audio. I mean, of course, you can like film a podcast episode on YouTube or whatever. But let's just say, in theory, podcast, guesting, Clubhouse, those are audio. Now, it's a whole different beast getting used to appearing on video, regardless of whether it's going to be going live or you know that it's going to be edited. We all have our own baggage when it comes to seeing ourselves on film. Oh my God. Or just knowing that we're being filmed. For me, it's that red flashing light that just like flashes, flashes, flashes. Or when I'm on an Instagram live and it just has that thing that just says live in red. It's always red. Just knowing that everything I'm going to say and the way my body and my face looks will be captured and possibly shared. ugh, oh, it just makes you nervous, right? It just a little, uh, the nerves just come. In society, there is so much emphasis on our appearances. We grow up in fear that we're not enough, especially as girls, as women. Like we're not skinny enough. We're not sexy enough. We're not tall enough. We're not this. We're not that. Blah, 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 blah. Enough, enough, enough. Ugh. Ugh. Besides the pressure that we put on ourselves based on those societal influences from media, family, friends, the industry that we're in. Besides all that, we also have the internal demon known as our ego. Ugh. Now that ego is there to protect us, but that fight or flight instinct can be such a killer when you're trying to be natural for the camera. You're like, oh, Jesus Christ, that light. (sighs) For me, I have a tendency to speed up my delivery. You think I'm fast now? I'm actually comfortable right now. So you can only imagine if I'm nervous how my delivery speeds up even more. I know I am not alone in this. When I get nervous, I jump from one thought to another. I mean, it's just kind of how our brain works, right? We think of an idea and when we jump to something else. It's very common when we get nervous, but we can work on it, especially if we practice and then we feel comfortable with it. You know, it's just all about the repetitions. Now, that manic approach, though, it worked for Robin Williams. He made a successful career out of it, but he was Robin Williams. He was undeniably in a league of his own. So we can't go fall on that crutch of like, well, Robin Williams did that. Yeah, no. I will bet you that Robin Williams had complete control over those tangents. They look like tangents that came across as frantic and unrehearsed. But we're not trying to be Robin Williams. Shazbut, nanu nanu. We want to tap into our authentic selves. Shazbut, nanu nanu. To help me do this, I decided I better try doing some video before this podcast was released. I had made some reels uh, several months ago on Instagram, but I've never done a live before except for once with Chris McPeak. I was a guest on her podcast. She's been a guest on my podcast. To promote her podcast, we did a live. She started it and I just kind of jumped in. So I wanted to try going live all by myself. A few days ago, when I decided to do this, to make this more impactful for myself, I decided to go live 45 days in a row. Yeah, so, and I said it on camera, so now I have to do it, right? You say it on camera, even if nobody watched it, I still said it on camera. And now I'm saying it on the podcast, 45 days in a row, boom, mic drop. This, to me, seemed like the perfect companion piece for this authenticity series. So I started a few days ago, and you can check out my progress on Instagram. I've been going live approximately 30 minutes each day, and I'm looking for other folks to go live with because so far it's just been me, and I think people are going to get kind of tired of just me doing my monologue shtick. And uh, hopefully they don't, but in case they start to, uh, the few people that have actually watched it, we have to keep them engaged, right? I want other people to join me, kind of like bounce off ideas with each other, and hopefully maybe they'll bring some of their followers onto the scene. If you want to join me on Instagram Live, just DM me on Instagram. So I'm at Zeitzwolf. It's my last name. You can look it up in the show notes, but it's at Zeitzwolf. It's E-E-I-T-Z-W-O-L-F-E. Now you can search on Instagram for The Vegan CPA, and I'll probably show up. And it's at Zeitzwolf. I have another personal account. That's not the one. Use at Zeitzwolf. If you're listening to this, well, after that 45 days have ended, they're over, whatever, still hit me up to go live. Because by then, I'll be a pro. Because I'll be putting in the reps, baby. Yeah. If you feel inspired by me, And you want to do your own 45-day challenge? Yes! Please DM me and let me know. I would love to support you in your journey in any way that I can. And maybe we can jump on a live together. Although I've only been doing this live business for a few days, I have a pro tip. I did listen to some podcasts and I got some, you know, some really good pro tips from them. And I've sort of extrapolated some of the stuff on my own just from what I've done. So here's the thing you should log your experience. I got a notebook that I have dedicated for this and I'm logging my experience every day. I put down how many followers I have, what time of day I went live, what was the things I talked about. But more importantly, before I went live, I wrote down an outline of what I was going to talk about. Just the points, not like sentences or anything like that, just bullet points of what I wanted to talk about. Because when you have an outline, it helps you keep on track and to focus what you're going to talk about on your live. So you don't just ramble. I mean, granted, I did do some rambling. I went on tangents. Robin Williams style. No, they weren't Robin Williams style at all, but you can check it out. I'm not going to, you know what? I was just actually um, putting myself down and I don't like that. I'm not going to put myself down. I can be funny. I could be just as funny. Well, uh, okay. I'm not Robin Williams. Let's just, well, none of us are Robin Williams, but I think I. think I think I'm funny. Why don't you watch my live? or one of my lives, and let me know, do you think I'm funny or not? Okay, so be sure to check out my Instagram, and if you want to be part of my journey, please hit me up as soon as possible. Like I said, if the 45 days are over, we'll go live together. It doesn't matter. I want to do it. I'm here. I want to do these things. All right, let's get to the topic for today. Are you ready to tap into your authentic self using video? Yes. Wah, wah, wah. Here is my discussion with the funny and charismatic Elaine Williams. Hmm, she's got the same last name as Robin Williams. I don't think that they're related in any way, but uh, Williams, and they're both comedians. There you go. All right, here we go. Elaine Williams. Elaine Williams, welcome to Get the Balance Right podcast.
1: Thank you, Heather. I'm so excited to be here. I think you're so fun. And such a cool combination of like artsy self-expression, but numbers like, whoa, you're a triple threat. Yeah. Well, my mom was always wondering,
0: like, what the hell are you doing as an accountant? She was like, she wanted me to be a clown. So, so I'm- <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's hilarious. Usually pa- parents are begging their artsy kids to go be a CPA.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Not my mom. My, that's not how my mom rolled. Actually, I, I started clowning when I was two. So we can go down that rabbit hole later on. Okay. <laughs> so, Elaine Williams, welcome to the podcast. We are going to be talking about one of my favorite topics video. And well. yes. And you help people with confidence. You are a video visibility and confidence coach, a speaker and a comedian. Yes, yes. (laughs) I am all those things and more. Yes, I love it. Let's first dive into the idea of this whole video thing. I know you're a comedian, you're a coach. How did you start to embrace video? Was it reels? How did you get started?
1: Well, I grew up performing, Heather. My parents divorced when I was four, and in the 70s, that was very rare compared to these days. So I was always like searching family, family, and then I found theater and I was like, oh my God, applause, love, a backstage family, sign me up. So I fell in love with theater and I was always doing theater. And then I would, I did a commercial and then I did my first movie when I was 15. My agent was like, you don't usually book the very first thing you audition for. And they needed a girl with big boobs, a teenage girl with big boobs. And that was me the dirt bike kid. You can still see my credit. It's, a, it's amazing. So I was always performing. I would do theater, I do voiceover, I do a commercial and I do radio. You know, it's always had something coming down the pike that I moved to New York city because I wanted to do theater on a whole nother scale. And even though I worked my whole life in Texas, I get to New York, I couldn't get arrested. It was like, you know, the Olympics of singing, but people kept saying you're really funny, you should do commercials. You should do comedy. And I was like, what do you mean? You know. <laughs> Cuz it was hard. I knew one person when I moved here. So, anyway, so I figured it out and then I fell into comedy and then I fell into coaching and I wanted to do comedy on the college market and people kept saying, "Well, it's really competitive, but didn't you have all those addictions?" And I was like, yeah. I had three addictions and I'm an assault survivor. So I started speaking on the college circuit. So I always thought when I started my coaching program that I would be like a speaker coach because I had done that for friends and a little bit, but never like as a launched full business. I'd always like had it as a side hustle. And so I'm developing Captivate the Crowd as Facebook Live is coming down the pike. And I realized Oh, wow. Everyone says they're afraid of speaking in public, but oh my God, being on camera. Ah, you know, <laughs> in the very beginning, I kept doing this. Hey, everybody, you know, because I was so used to like work in the room. Oh, okay.
0: She's looking around for people that are uh, listening to this podcast. Right. She's looking in so, di- different directions.
1: Yeah, you know, I was like, work, you know, you work the room. So you're always trying to like make sure you cover all. Of the room, and especially, you know, I grew up in theatre, so you speak to the, the rafters, and all of a sudden it was like this thing. I just kept doing it, and I was like, Well, I'm gonna help people, and I know what it's like to be a woman of a certain age who has body issues, struggle with my weight my whole life. I'm short and curvy, I, I work out a lot, but I'm you know, I'm I've never been like Ooh but I've never been a Barbie except when it's on crystal meth and I don't recommend that diet. It's not, <laughs> it was not a good thing for me. So I just thought, Oh my God, I'm perfect to help women be able to feel confident and connect with their why. And the whole reason they started their business or their mission or whatever they're up to, because, you know, unfortunately there's going to be trolls. And so I know what that's like. Cause I grew up with a, the alcoholic stepmother, who was like the ultimate troll. So I know I, I, I can help you handle bullies. I gotcha. That's how it all sort of started. You and I are both magnanimous. We are
0: expressive. We have comedy in our blood. Not everybody is like that. How do people that are entrepreneurs, they want to be on video, there's a lot of pressure now to be on video, How do people start to embrace video if they're maybe an introvert or maybe they feel shy about the camera? What are some ways that they can kind of start to get their feet wet in all of this?
1: I joke around when I work with I have private clients and then I I teach group programs too. And I say, look, I am not trying to get you to be like me. I'm enough. Like I'm a lot. We don't need more of me. We want the best version of you. And just like anything when you start out, I think there's a tendency to just to try to I was trying to be very professional and pulled up. And then I was like, Elaine, that's not really you. And I was coming across as not authentic, you know? And so one of the best things you can do if, if you're committed, like I got to get better and start making videos and send it to a friend and get used to how you sound, get used to how you look. And you know, that's serenity prayer. Grant me the serenity to accept the things that cannot change the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. You don't have to go get a $25,000 facelift, but you can invest in some a little bit of lighting and a better angle. You'll lose 10 pounds. There's different things you can learn. And part of it is just getting used to like, this is how I look. This is how I look, you know? And once you've made a bunch of videos, you start to kind of get used to There's like a sort of a self-acceptance. And if you really like, okay, you know what, I really want to drop five pounds, then commit to it and do it. But if you're, if you're waiting to be perfect, people are missing out on you. You know, and perfect doesn't help anybody. We relate to people, especially in this day and age with short form videos, which is so hot right now, is we relate to people we can relate to. If you're too perfect, I can't relate to you. And I don't care. Like there's one woman who is beautiful. And very powerful. She's a tall, thin brunette. And she has an amazing business. And I just never feel like I'm always like, meh. And I'm sure she's been through some stuff, but I just, I for whatever reason, I just she doesn't like speak to me. But that's fine. She's is does fine, you know? So it's like whoever you vibe with. No, when if people are starting off with
0: video, they're like, okay, I have this business what am I going to talk about? What should my videos be about? Now, when we say videos, I mean, there's all types of different types of videos, and we'll talk about that. But for right now, let's just stick with maybe something like Reels or Instagram Live. With that, do you think that people should plan out what they're going to do? And if so, should they do it where they've made themselves up and then they can batch record a bunch of these things. What are some of your advice for people that are just getting started? Okay. They want to get used to the camera. They got, they got themselves well dolled up. Now, what are they going to say? And are there things that you like, should they talk about value? Should they educate? What, what should they talk about Elaine?
1: Oh my God. Oh, how long do you have Heather? No, that's a great question. And it's really a, a broad one. A year ago, I would have been like, got to be live video because the algorithm pushes out the live video more than the recorded. Now that Instagram and TikTok and YouTube are all like jockeying, they are all doing all these things. They're trying to compete with short form video. I'm actually teaching a class on this. I don't know when you're going to drop this, but I'm teaching a Reels class on the 20th because it's so hot. And what's exciting It's just a different format. It's just a different animal. It's kind of like, are you going to have an automatic drive car or you want to do a standard? You have to, you know, there's different things about each one, right? And some people might enjoy the standard more than the automatic and vice versa, right? So, you know, reels are short, 60 seconds or less, and they're great because they're going to push you out more and you have to really work on being concise. And really thinking about what am I going to say? What am I going to do? So there's a whole sort of philosophy and strategy around harnessing the power of reels and short form video with TikTok and on YouTube. And then there's also, it's really great if you can go live. I'm a big fan of plan, but don't memorize. I have little post-its all over my desk. Like right now, I'm talking to you, I'm looking right into the camera, but I could have a piece of paper like right here over my screen over my face or your face and nobody would know that except me. There's lots of ways. I think it's good to have an idea of how you're going to open, what are you going to teach or talk about and then how are you going to close. The thing is the more you do it, the more fluid it's going to be. So, I think it's really good to have a plan and you know, I can be the sidetrack queen But sometimes if people go off and ramble, you're going to lose people, right? We're so like, entertain me now, right? We are so fast, fast, fast. So have a plan. It's okay if you don't always stick to it, but start with a plan, whether you're doing live or doing a short.
0: And it really should have some sort of purpose to it. So it's not just to entertain, but we need to have some sort of call to action. We want to entertain. We want to give value, but we also have to have a call to action because we're entrepreneurs. So- Is there a cadence to this? Do you like to sprinkle a little entertainment with a little bit of of education and then a little bit of selling? How do you approach this?
1: Right now, I'm playing with doing one reel where I'm like dancing because I love music and I love to dance. And then I'll put I'll caption, a super tip about what I teach, you know, video speaking, storytelling, humor, or I'll put something inspiring. And so that's kind of just like, hey, this is part of my brand, which is fun, energy, woo, imperfect action. That's that's what I kind of stand for. And so I'll put out a reel with some version of that. And then I'll do a talking head one where I'm teaching a point about video or reel or something, and it's quick because I'm goofy and I just love to laugh. I'll do like those voiceover ones and I'll do them um, just And for me, it's sort of like, it makes me giggle. And then sometimes I can caption it or put, you know, read in the description, something to do with my business. And obviously, CTA, call to action. You want to invite people to come engage with you. What do you think about this? Send me a message, message me for this. What do you think about this? You know, you can ask questions because you, the whole idea of social media is to be social. And so you want to invite conversations and you have to be careful because there are a lot of weird, creepy guys too. So, you know, sometimes I'm like, Whoa, dude. So I've just learned for me, ignoring can be the best thing. Sometimes I get weird messages and I just try to like ignore it. And then it cracks me up because my, one of my clients is like, this guy keeps messaging me. And I was like, ah, well, I thought he liked me. (laughs) And it's like, no, he, he messages everybody, Elaine.
0: The short form videos for TikTok or Reels, uh, if you're just getting started with doing video, it seems like, okay, there's a little less pressure because there's a little less time. But because it's so short and concise, it's actually a little bit tougher to do, I think, because you can't ramble on. you got to really keep that message super, super short. So do you have any recommendations with making an Instagram Reel, how you can get that information so concise.
1: For me, creativity is very circular. So if I'm, you know, at my computer on a Monday morning, I have to write a blog. It's like nothing, right? I am super creative when I'm moving, when I am washing my hair, washing dishes, folding, talking, walking. I love like this kind of thing with my clients. We record everything because sometimes magic comes out of that. I'm always like making lists. You want to be thinking, like, what do you say to your clients all the time? What What is one of your slogans? What do you say to people you love or friends or whatever? You know, that's how I came up with all of my slogans for when I was on the college market. You're swimming in content. We all are. We just don't realize it. And so part of my job as a coach is to help people realize, oh my God, I have so much content all around me. So my job is to help you recognize it, capture it, and organize it. We have more information than we ever, 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 ever will be able to totally intake, right? If that's how life worked, we could all just go on Google and then, pling, we'd be millionaire. You know, like, it's It's not about the information. It's about the organized information, the strategy of it, the way we teach it how it lands on people, right? Like there's there's nuances to having this information. And so I love helping people. How do we make this bite size? Because a confused mind doesn't buy. And when I mean doesn't buy, that means like they don't click. Like have you ever gone? Like you're like, oh, this person is really cool. And you see if they have another video and then they go on and on and you're like, oh, this is too much work, right? Our brain's job is to protect us and to help us survive. So if something takes too much mental energy, that's what I'm like, if this is too complicated, I'm sorry, I'm out. Like, I'm just, the older I get too, like, keep it simple. So if you can, you know, you always want to be making a list of what are your slogans? What are your theories? What is your, you know, what do you really believe in? Favorite bumper stickers, favorite quotes, favorite books all kinds of things like that. And then you can also be thinking about, you know, what is one tip? What is one tip I could give? I get excited when a client is like, oh my God, I did it. Or, you know, I get like, oh, ah! and so I, sometimes I'll make a bit of a spontaneous video because I'm like super excited about when somebody has.
0: Oh, I love that idea of that spontaneous idea. You were talking about putting together this list of ideas of things that are in your everyday life that maybe it just comes naturally to you and you don't even think it's anything that special, but other people can really benefit from. Do you advise people to have like a notebook that they keep all this stuff in or uh, put it on their phone? How do they do this normally?
1: You know, I am a recovering paperholic. So I'm really trying to get stuff electronically because as a comedian, I was always writing, writing, writing. This is important, Heather. So many people are like, I'm gonna make videos. And it's like, okay, stop. So yes, you wanna be entertaining and inspiring and educational, but you wanna stop before you do that and think, okay, who do you serve? How do you help them? What makes you uniquely qualified? What are their problems? When I first was getting ready to speak on the college campus, I was like, I want to teach about creativity. And they were like, Elaine, we need you to talk about heavy, heavy stuff because that's the issues. That's really what we need. So I had to change some stuff and then I wove in some things too. Like there's an old saying in marketing, sell them what they want and then teach them what they need. Ooh, I like that. If you really want something, you will find a way. If you really, really want to buy something, you will find a way to get that special skincare or whatever, right? And a lot of times, there's a there's a disconnect between what people think they need and versus what they want. And so a good coach, a good thought leader, you want to be a TikTok superstar, sure, I'm going to show you all that stuff, but I'm also going to teach you how to have substance and the other things that maybe not be, are so sexy but you need to know them.
0: Going back to the idea of this voiceover thing, what is that? Is that recording somebody else on a reel? How does that work?
1: It's a little technical for a podcast, but I'm in Instagram and on the very bottom, in the middle, there is like a take two, looks like Mm -hmm. a movie clipboard. Yeah, You click on that and that brings up all kinds of reels. So you can just scroll, scroll, scroll. So it's like this person, it's her name and picture and her, whatever her name is. And then there's her caption. And then underneath that, it says original audio. Sometimes they would say music. So let's just say, oh, I love this. This is making me laugh. You click on that. It brings you to another screen. And it shows you all the people who use this particular voiceover. And you can put save audio. Ah. And then you can keep scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And you can look at I love the dog and the cat and the horse things and And then when you go into your Reels account and make a Reel now, you click on the little cross mark, click on the Reel, and then on the left, it says audio, and then search music. There's tons of music, and there's also a saved. Okay, I can go into saved, and then there's all my songs, which I never know what the heck I saved, because I don't know half of the songs, because I'm 53, and then there's all these original audios and you can practice you have to practice if you click the thing on the right it's like the sampler Mm -hmm. you can hear oh yeah i saved that one that made me laugh and then you can play it and play it and play it and practice it and practice it and practice it and then you can select it and then you shoot you mouthing the words to the voiceover or the sound or the music or whatever And then you've made it your own reel. And then you add captions and blah, blah, blah. Well, okay. For people that are a little bit
0: timid about talking the first few reels, they can just do lip syncing. That's really cool. I didn't know how that worked. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. I'll have to try that out. With Reels, that's a really great way to get into video, but there's so many other platforms. There's Zoom. I think most people are familiar with Zoom. Then there's Loom, which is a pretty cool software where you can send messages to prospects or your clients, and you can put it in an email. Then there's TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Vimeo. Now there's LinkedIn Lives. And now, I just discovered that Amazon has a thing called Amazon Live, I believe it's called, for influencers, where you can actually sell products off of Amazon. There's all these opportunities for video. When someone's like, oh my God, I've got all these options, what do you recommend for getting started? Is it what's easiest, cheapest, or what's going to hit your target market, and, or is it all of the above?
1: Well, I would say, keep it simple. If you haven't done any short videos or videos, pick one platform and master that. And what's cool, go on YouTube. There are tons of tutorials. I recommend picking one platform and starting with that. And you have to think about who is your market, right? Like TikTok has some old ladies dancing who have millions of followers. So everything keeps shifting and changing. You want to be consistent. You want to be giving value, being entertaining, inspiring, and educating people about who you are, what you do, why you're uniquely qualified, and how people can work with you. Now, if people are thinking,
0: okay, this sounds great no, but what about all the equipment, the software, when someone's going to get started... What are some things that they might need? I I made a list and I wonder what you think of these. Possible equipment could be like a ring light that you use uh, for your face that either can hook to your laptop or you've got the kind that hooks to the laptop or to the side. And then tripod. I personally, I have a little mini tripod that I put my phone in and it's got a shotgun mic that I can just prop up and then do my, my Instagram reels. Then there's buying tripods microphones green screens editing software to get started there's a lot of things there and if people aren't familiar with all the software do you have a recommendation when it comes to just use your phone and
1: if so what do you use to edit it there's a lot of different software things but what's cool is because these platforms are competing they're one-upping each other so you can edit quite easily with an iphone in iMovie on your phone. You can edit quite easily in TikTok and Instagram. You can edit right in the apps. And so for starting out, that's what I'd recommend. I have a ring light. I love my little tripod. It's a selfie stick and or a tripod. I take it everywhere I go and it's great.
0: And these things don't really cost that much. Like I, I think I got my ring light for like 20-something bucks, and the shotgun mic th- that holds the the phone, I think that was like $35. So it's not a huge investment, and the sound quality actually is pretty good with this stuff. I mean, it's amazing what you can do with a phone.
1: and so- really Sometimes
0: is. the quality is better on the phone than it is other types
1: of devices, at least for for video. Oh, yeah. I mean, Apple especially, people on film sets use some of the framing Apps for Hollywood pictures. Like, wow, it's crazy. Yeah. Video is
0: hot. Everyone seems to love it. There are platforms like Clubhouse that have no video, but that's a totally different thing. How does incorporating video, how
1: can that help you make more money? Is oh, it- my gosh. It's, it's am- that's why I love teaching video. You can 10x yourself. You can clone yourself. We want to work with people we know, like, and trust. That's why video can be so scary, because it's so transparent. But if you have good products and services, and you have a good heart, and your intention is to make the world a better place with what you do and who you help, so you have that intention, even if you have green stuff in your teeth, or you lisp, or you mispronounce something, people will forgive you. When you first meet people, I think they Google you you want to be bingeable. You want people to go, Oh my God, I heard this woman on a podcast. I really want to check out her stuff. And I saw her, she's on LinkedIn. She's on this, she's on this, she's on this. That stuff doesn't happen overnight. I built up my YouTube channel before all these shorts, just to prove this is not my first rodeo. I've been performing since I was four years old and I've been working professionally my entire life in the arts. So So when people can get a sense of who you are and and you're congruent with that, they're more likely to want to work with you, to come down that funnel path. A lot of times people make video and to be this, ooh, or I have to be perfect, my colors have to be done and you have to be perfect to coach. No, the best skill you can learn is being comfortable and confident on camera so that people can... Get to know who you are, what you're about. And for some people, that takes two days, right? For some people, that might take two years. Everybody has different things. And if somebody's like, I just started my business. I'm not ready to even deal with video. I'm like, cool. Let's stay in touch. I'll see you in a year. If you're still in business, hopefully, right? So like, it all all depends on where people are and what the priority is. But that's why I love teaching video, because people can go to your website and look at frequently asked questions. They can go check you out on YouTube. They can check you out on LinkedIn. There's just so many ways for people to digest
0: you. Let's unpack some of that. I love this idea of being bingeable. I can see that if you have maybe your whole bunch of reels on your Instagram account and people can binge those, or you have a bunch of videos on YouTube. Now you mentioned facts, on your website. That's an interesting idea. Is that something people do? A video with their frequently asked
1: questions? Because I love this idea. Yes, because we want to be in the people's, our prospects' minds. Everybody has like Funnel 101. Who is this person? Can I trust them? Stranger danger. So once we decide, okay, people have to go through these unconscious buying decisions. And by buying, I mean like keep clicking, keep watching. Versus, oh, I don't, that person's incongruent. I get a creepy vibe. I'm out. So you can have all kinds of videos where you're like, hey, you may be feeling this. You may be worried about this. Welcome. You're in the right place. My name's Elaine. And I love helping new business owners just like you who know they want to do video and they don't know where the heck to start. So take a look around. This is my website. I have a beautiful, loving, safe community. Come play with us on Facebook feel free to reach out. You can go here, you can go here, you can go here. Welcome. Like that is a lot more fun than just copy, right? Yeah.
0: I love that. Yeah, that's great. I'm kind of a big personality. And so people are either going to dive with that or they're not. I think showing someone your personality up front is a great way to sell yourself and also just to vet out each other is a good fit. So they'll see like, oh, hmm, I don't really like her style or wow, I really get, can get into this. This makes it right. fun. Very cool. I love that idea. I saw on somewhere I saw somewhere that you were in waiting for Guffman. Were you in yes. a scene with Christopher Guest or Parker Posey? What were you in that movie? I've seen it a bazillion times. I have to go back yes. and look at it.
1: Well, I think that one of my scenes got cut from the thing, but when they first premiered it, I got to be the Dairy Queen worker with Parker Posey. When Christopher Guest drives through and says, you got the part, she turns around and says, I got the part. And they told me just to act normal. So I was like, and they're like, cut. And they're like, don't talk. And I was like, oh, because if I had spoken words, they would have to pay me. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And It was a low budget. I had to make Dairy Queen curls at like eight in the morning and it was really hard. Wow. Well, Parker Posey is probably one of my superheroes. So was she nice to you or? She was so kind to me. She said, oh, honey, I tried to turn your face towards the camera. Like she was phenomenal. And then I got to be in another scene at the high school the night of the show. I also saw that you were in Saturday Night Live with Jack Black.
0: Did you meet him or what happened with that?
1: Yes, I was in Saturday Night Live. I was an MTV dancer for Seth Meyers and I was dead center. And I was also really sick. I had like 102 fever, but I was like, I'm not missing this opportunity. I'm not going to talk to anybody. Jack Black was the host and he was really cool. And I also got to hang out with Daryl Hammond, who used to play Bill Clinton all the time. One thing that's cool is Saturday Night Live is really nice. They include the extras, and they don't treat you like dogs. In some movies, they treat background not very nice. Mm -hmm. And Saturday Night Live kind of goes out of their way to include you. And if you think about it, they're putting on a brand new show every week. Like, it's crazy. The budget for the show is really a lot of all the sets and props and costume and makeup and, you know... So, yeah, it was a great experience. Yeah, that
0: seems like that would be a lot of fun just to see, all, like, just the backstage of how all of that happens, all the logistics of everything. It always seems really incredible what they, they do in a short span of time. And sometimes yeah. like, the camera will, like, pull away, and you're like, oh, wow, that was just, like, a little set over there. And then they're going to another thing that is really cool. Yeah. Well, Elaine, tell people how they can work with you, where they can find you. Obviously, you're on Instagram. Where, how do they find you there? And we'll have things in the show notes, but... Okay.
1: Well, thank you, Heather. Thank you for asking. Yeah. I would love, I love helping people and I have lots of different ways. You can, I have um, a group program, Captivate the Crowd. What I love about this is it's accountability because what happens is we learn this new skill and then we go, Oh, I'm going to take a break or I, you know, and what I found is that I want you to build the muscle. I want you to learn this skill and then incorporate it in your daily, weekly thing. And so I have that structure of a two month program, and you get to practice in this really cool Facebook group. I do have VIP stuff that I do one on one with people if they want to go deeper into the storytelling or speaking. Like I have somebody I'm helping with their TED talk. The best way to get a hold of me is at captivatethecrowd.com. I have a podcast, Still Human, with Kathy and Elaine that we're growing and. It's a lot of fun. Very cool. People
0: are feeling nervous about being on video. Video is not going away. With the pandemic, we can't even meet people in person anymore. Most of the time we can't. So everything is on video. We have to get used to being on video and seeing ourselves on the screen. Can't always have the camera off. So if they're nervous, they got to see Elaine and join your Facebook. Is your Facebook group open to the public or do they have to be a client to join them?
1: Yes. No, I have a public group called Captivate the Crowd. We just have to be friends on facebook so you'll find me elaine williams there's a couple of us but that's the probably the best way to kind of get started and yeah video the platforms will keep evolving right and what's hot now will maybe be totally gone like vine or whatever in a year but video is here to stay so you know if if i had to tell you what is one skill to work on that's more important than copywriting right now, more than important than even sales, I would say work on your camera confidence, how you come across, what you can do, how you can practice so that you can be at ease and even have fun with it.
0: I love that. Yeah. Here's the thing with me. So I, like I said, I'm like, I'm loud and goofy. I'm like improv and like crazy. And then once I turn the camera on and I see that red flashing light, I'm like, Uh, uh, (laughs) so just one last recommendation. So when people are trying this out, they might have to put the camera in front of them and just kind of do it over and
1: do it over. Do you recommend writing it out first or just- I recommend having some kind of bullet point that you want to say and remembering your why, right? Because there's always a good reason to not press go. Oh, my hair. Oh, it's cloudy. Oh, it's this. I'm feeling off right? We can talk ourselves out of anything. But when you get grounded in why did you start your business? Why did you who you who are you here to help? Who are you helping? How are you lifting people up? How are you helping to heal this mad crazy world that needs you now more than ever? When I get grounded in that, that pulls me forth. So it's so much bigger than worrying about some troll who's going to make fun of that I have a lisp or that I talk fast or that sometimes I'm a little bit, ah, right. Like my commitment to make a difference with my life and my story and my business is so much bigger than worrying about these little, little gremlins. Right. And so I think it's, if you can keep practicing coming from that, your why that will pull you forth and that will help you get through that uncomfortableness until you keep doing it and you do it and you do it. And before you know it, you're like, whoa, Yes,
0: that's wonderful advice. And it's just about doing the rep. So just keep doing it, and then you'll start to feel more comfortable. Well, Elaine, this has been so fabulous. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today.
1: Thank you, Heather. Thanks for having me. This is fun.